want me to do? You just want me to hit you. Come on. Do me this one favor. Why? Why? I don't know why. I don't know. Never been in a fight. You? No, but that, that's a good thing. No, it is not. How much can you know about yourself if you've never been in a fight? I don't want to die without any scars. So come on. Hit me before I lose my nerve. God. This is crazy. She'll go crazy. Let her rip. Hey, I don't know about this. I don't either. Who gives a shit? No one's watching. What do you care? Wait, what? This is crazy. You want me to hit you? That's right. What? Like in the <laughs> face? <laughs> Surprise me. This is so fucking stupid. Jesus, I'm sorry. Ow! Why the ear, man? Oh, I fucked it up. God. Oh, that was perfect. Oh! Ah! What's up, everybody? It is your boy, D-Roy, and this is the Doghouse Fantasy Football Podcast. Been off for a week, that week off, brought to you by Snickers. Snickers satisfies. Uh, Unplanned uh, time off this week, this last week. Um, Wasn't really a time off. I did get almost everything out. The only thing I did not get out was the Week 7 article. I did send out my picks. Um, and yeah, we all know how that turned out. Uh, depending upon who you used at quarterback, that was really kind of what it came down to. Um, <laughs> uh, if you use Patrick Mahomes, uh, yeah, my bad. Couldn't see that one coming. Um, holy fuck. Uh, that was pretty much what killed everything. It didn't matter if you used Daryl Henderson Jr., of the L.A. Rams, did not matter. Uh, The big loss was at quarterback. Everybody that I have talked to, including myself, fell below the pay line by, you know, just a couple of points. Um, Did have a couple of people that actually did cash out uh, in their 50-50s because they avoided Patrick Mahomes. So that's how I know it was, you know, one one bad player. You couldn't see it coming. Uh, what the hell are you going to do? I mean, it just, it. there's nothing you really can do. It was a perfect matchup for him. Kansas City just looked like absolute dog shit against Tennessee this week. Um, that was a chalk. It wasn't, uh, it wasn't really my intention just to use him to block chalk like sometimes they do with, with picks, but, um, yeah, I I don't know. So real quick, uh, just going through the write-up quarterback, uh, the four cash game options, Patrick Mahomes, of course, failed. Matthew Stafford came through. Aaron Rodgers came through. Matt Ryan came through. 
the two GPPs you had Tom Brady came through. Uh, Ryan Tannehill, mm, not bad if you're using... Pretty much it wasn't too bad if you're using on Yahoo and DK. Um, was probably underwhelming, but still better than fucking Mahomes. So one to kill you one way or another. Uh, Derek Henry, um, the thing, the questions that I've been getting on this weekend was whether or not to play Derrick Henry or not. Um, I had specifically said I left him in there. It was a great. It was a really good matchup. Of course, we like running backs against Kansas City. Uh, just had that feeling most of the week that something was up with that one. That was why I pretty much faded him in cash and paid down for Henderson. Um, and that's why it really one of the reasons why Henderson didn't kill you was because he was so highly utilized in cash game lineups because nobody wanted to pay up for Henry. Um, so that's why Henderson really didn't kill you. Mahomes, yeah, killed you, killed you. Uh, James Conner, uh, in my opinion, came through. Devonta Booker uh, came through. Uh, GPP running backs, Aaron Jones, did not. Wow, what a failure there. Corderell Patterson, underwhelming. Uh, didn't quite get the point threshold, but wasn't terrible. Uh, still, if you paid up for him on FanDuel, it was, I mean, basically considered a loss. Chuba Hubbard, holy fuck, am I staying away from Carolina uh, for the time being. Um, maybe, you know, one or two guys, GPP only. Uh, that's going to be it. Josh Jacobs uh, failed, but got hurt. Um, otherwise, he was on his way to a very nice day. Could have possibly had 100 yards. Uh, and a second touchdown in that game. JT, JD McKissick, not great. Not great, Bob. Not great. Uh, would have rather had Devontae Booker. I did have a lot of Booker, actually, everywhere uh, for the New York Giants. It just Reasoning behind it is you don't really want to attack Carolina with a running back with, with how much uh, injury concern you had with New York um, with their wide receiver core. Uh, he was going to be heavily relied on. Now it did work out because they did get, you know, way ahead on uh, Carolina, so they were able to just kind of keep feeding them the ball. So it kind of worked in our favor. Uh, we will go game by game, by the way. Um, wide receivers, Devonte Adams, kind of a fail, uh, just based on how, you know, how pri- how price how high priced he was. Um, started out good, and then it just. You know, didn't bear any fruit. Cooper Cup, huge win. Huge win there. He was very highly utilized as well. DJ Moore, failure. We've already talked. We'll talk. We'll get more into Carolina here. Marquise Brown, uh, win in my opinion, especially over on DK where he was very cheap. Calvin Ridley, win, loss. He didn't quite... uh, he didn't. He didn't achieve what we wanted to bring back in that whole three X category, uh, or three X return there. So it was kind of a failure there. Uh, Terry McLaurin came through. It's a win. Mike Evans, huge win. Um, I did talk to a couple people yesterday that uh, I really should have. If there was one thing they should have done, I should have told people. Uh, how high I was on Mike Evans, even without the write-up, I should have put something in there. So, I mean, overall, 
you know, not getting an article out and all that stuff that no matter how many hours that I worked last week, no matter if I had the migraines or not, it is my job to get it out, uh, get the information out. So I bear 100% of uh, the responsibility for anybody uh, losing this weekend. Uh, That is all on me. Brandon Cooks, no, uh, did not work out. Jalen Waddle, yes, did work out uh, very nicely. Uh, Jamison Crowder for the Jets, no, did not work out. Jacoby Myers, no, did not work out. McCall Hardman, no, did not work out. Nico Collins, um, kind of got up towards 10 points. Uh, pretty cool. Well, what did he have? Actually, now that I think about it, I don't think he did. Why am I looking at Philip Lindsay? Oh, yeah, no. Oh, God, full failure. So, yeah, it didn't really work out in that one. Uh, GPP, Tyreek Hill, no. Um, that's all goes back to Mahomes. DeAndre Hopkins, um, I don't know if he cleared value either, actually. So, well, full point PPR, 12, 18, he would have been all right. Would have been all right over there. Still didn't hit value, but wouldn't have killed you. A.J. Brown uh, was struggling with that one, uh, whether or not to include him in cash instead of GPP. Uh, came through very, very well. Uh, Julio Jones, no, did not. Uh, Robert Woods didn't. Uh, I mean, he got the he got he got points. Let's not. Uh, it's not shade away from that, but six for seventy, so thirteen. No, did not come through. Chris Godwin came through. Allen Robinson, Darnell Mooney, no, did not come through. Tight ends, uh, Travis Kelsey fail. Uh, wouldn't have killed you in the lineup. Uh, would have been very stable. It was very good. Ricky Seals Jones uh, missed out on a touchdown. Fail. Dallas Goddard uh, win. Uh, Darren Waller uh, did put that in as questionable. Um, of course, did not play. Kyle Pitts, huge, 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 huge. And we do have to now start considering Kyle Pitts for cash uh, now that we have seen two weeks in a row where he is heavily utilized. Zach Ertz came through, came through. Looked old, but uh, he definitely came through. But uh, any which way, the Doghouse article is brought to you by Snickers. Uh, Snickers satisfies, packed with peanuts and protein. Um, so, yeah, go out and grab yourself a Snickers. All right, let's go game by game here. <clears throat> we'll start real quick with the Thursday since we did not uh, cover the, I did not cover that. Uh, Cleveland 17-14 to winners over the Denver Broncos on Thursday Night Football. Teddy Bridgewater somehow came through really 187 yards passing. Uh, two touchdowns, one interception. I believe he did have a fumble. No, he did not have a fumble. That's right. Javante Williams came through. Uh, luckily, uh, was only four for 20 on the ground, uh, but did, uh, where is it, uh, secure six of his seven targets for a 32 yards and a touchdown. Now, you also had Melvin Gordon had eight carries for 18 yards uh, and also had secured two of his three targets for 14 yards and a touchdown. He's still being a pain in the ass. Still being a pain in the ass. Now they should, even though they were down ten to nothing in the first quarter, 
really surprised that they did not stick with the running game. I uh, thought that was pretty uh, piss poor on them. Uh, as far as any other players, uh, nobody really came through. I mean, Noah Fant would have been all right. Five catches on seven targets for 39 yards, no touchdowns. Uh, Cortland Sutton would have gotten you 11.8 and a full point PBR. Secured all five of his targets for 68 yards. Um, but outside of that, nothing, nothing really on that side. Now, we did know that Case Keenum was going to start for uh, the injured Baker Mayfield. 199 yards. 21 to 33 uh, for one touchdown. I believe he did. No, he did not have a fumble. I thought he did. Uh, biggest story of that game, though, was uh, backup running back Dearness Johnson taking over for both Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt being out. Uh, secured almost a full workload 22 carries, 146 yards on the ground, and a touchdown. Also had two receptions for 22 yards. Uh, as far as the pass targets are concerned, wow, I'm staying way the fuck away from this passing offense. Um, you will not see anything from Cleveland being in my article um, as far as the passing game is concerned. Uh, maybe Jarvis Landry. That might be it. Uh, had five receptions on eight targets for 37 yards. Uh, Austin Hooper was the lead leader in yardage at least. Uh, two receptions on three targets for 42 yards. But like I said, I am really just kind of staying away from that motherfucker as much as humanly possible. Moving on to the Sunday games, we had Cincinnati beating the Baltimore Ravens 41-17. to uh, Was looking at this game, and you know, I I don't really fear the Ravens defense, but I just wasn't getting a real good read on where to go here. Outside of, I did actually have Jamar Chase at one point written up, or not written up, but inserted in the thing. Um, so, yeah, that's my fucking bad. My fucking bad. But uh, Joe Burrow, 23 of 38, 416 yards, three touchdowns and an interception. Had a really good day. Joe Mixon actually got it done on the ground, though. 12 carries for 59 yards. Good for a 4.9 average and a touchdown. Uh, did not get any pass targets, though. Those all went to back up Samaj P. Ryan. Big talk of this game, though, was Jamar Chase at wide receiver. Uh, 10 targets, 8 receptions, 201 yards, and a touchdown. Not to be outdone, though, tight end C.J. Uzoma, brought to you by Snickers, by the way, uh, secured all three of his targets for 91 yards and two, two touchdowns. So C.J. Uzoma. Is he a guy that you can pick up? Right now, I'm going to say yes, but uh, only if really picking up Uzoma is kind of a streaming option. I don't know if I'm really going to drop my other tight end, whoever that might be. Uh, kind of all depends. I mean, if you're using, like, say, a Cole Komet or even like a Tommy Tremble or something at tight end, yeah, I think you can go ahead and just shift over to CJ Uzoma. I know a lot of people are in, in the fantasy industry themselves are – sitting there going, I don't know if I can trust C.J. Uzoma. There's so many targets. I mean, look, T. Higgins got 15 targets, only secured seven of them for 62 yards, but he still got 15 targets. Yeah. But <clears throat> what's been happening here is that, and I'll, I'll, I'll point this out. I'll point this out. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. So even though Tyler Boyd had seven targets in this last game, okay, so 
let's go weeks five, six, and seven. Targets, five. Uh, well, we'll go through this, this whole thing. So Tyler Boyd in week five, five targets, four receptions for 24 yards. Week six, three targets, one reception, seven yards. Week seven, seven targets, okay. So it was a heavy pass game, uh, which pretty much figured. Uh, four receptions for 39 yards. Now, let's see here. Do we need... So, here's C.J. Uzoma. So, week five, two targets, two receptions, 16 yards. Week six, three targets, three receptions, 15 and a touch. Okay. Uh, And then week seven, three targets, three receptions, 91 yards and two TDs. Got loose in there. Now, week four, though, he had... Six targets, five receptions for 95 yards, and two touchdowns. That's when T. Higgins was out. Uh, Tyler Boyd did pick up the slack in that one. 11 targets, nine receptions, 118 yards. So really what it's coming down to is it looks like he's kind of following. Eh, Maybe not. Well, he's really stepped up his targets, actually, since week four. Six, well, six, two, three, and three. I mean, that's not really stepping it up. But he did not, but he had Drew Sample stealing four targets in week five. Two receptions, nine yards. And then one target uh, in week six, but didn't secure, or didn't have a target in week seven. I see, I'm trying to see if I can find the correlation between the slot and the tight end. You know, just being in good matchups. Uh, see week four, Jacksonville. Well, Jacksonville's Jacksonville. Green Bay, slot, tight end. That's not bad. Uh, Detroit, you can pretty much do anything. Baltimore over the middle, tight end. Uh, slot wide receiver is actually pretty good. So, hmm. Not really a correlation. I mean, it's all matchup based. That's all it really is. So, I mean, you can use them and you can stream them. Um, with another tight end, but yeah, no correlation, no correlation. Yeah, I'm just glad I looked at that. So, uh, Baltimore side, Lamar Jackson, 15 to 31 for 257 and a touchdown. Um, also had 12 carries for 88 yards on the ground. Uh, they, it was really weird. Like Baltimore was only down three points at the half. And then all of a sudden, since he just fucking exploded in the second half, um, the Baltimore backfield continues to just be a steaming pile of horseshit. Um, mixing and matching between Freeman, Tyson Williams actually getting carries, and Le'Veon Bell. Uh, Freeman was lucky and got the touchdown. He was actually involved in the passing game, though, too, because he had three targets, uh, scaring all three of them for 25. So, old man, he's burnt out, but fuck. He could probably do worse. Um but we'll have to see if Latavius Murray actually comes back next week. I don't think he went on IR. I think he was just out this week. Uh, Baltimore receiving, though, Marquise Brown, uh, who I had written up, five, <laughs> had 14 targets. 14. Okay, the seven more than the next guy, Mark Andrews. Uh, had five receptions for 80 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Lamar very, very much off his game. Uh, Mark Andrews, three of 48. Or three for forty-eight on seven targets. Uh, Rashad Bateman, uh, who I considered putting in, uh, that's probably where our value was going to be here, or really should have been this week. 
Uh, three receptions for 80 yards on six targets. So uh, not much from that end. It is what it is. We move on. But Cincinnati-Baltimore uh, recap brought to you by Snickers. Moving on, Green Bay 24, Washington 10. Uh, Taylor Heineke for the douche canoes. 25-37, 268, and one touchdown with one interception. Uh, also had 10 carries for 95 yards. He was actually the best rusher on the day with Antonio Gibson only uh, securing 51 yards on 14 carries. Also uh, had two targets, two catches for five yards. Um, yeah, I'm really, really concerned with Antonio Gibson. Um, I'm still starting Antonio Gibson, um, but I'm keeping. I mean, I'm keeping an eye. I don't want him to be my RB one. I'd rather have him be my RB two at most. Um, it's just, it just sucks that whole shin injury and just the fact that, um, it's just like Washington doesn't really know how to utilize him again. So this is more on the coaching staff, but. Any which way, Washington receiving 12 targets, 7 receptions, 122 yards and a touchdown for one Terry McLaurin, brought to you by Snickers. Uh, but uh, Ricky Seals-Jones actually wasn't terrible. Uh, got a little bit more receptions in the second half. Uh, he was 6 for 51 on 7 targets. Wasn't horrible, uh, especially for a fill and tight end. We have to see what's happening with Logan Thomas. I believe he's expected back this. He might be back this week. He could be another week away, though, too. So, uh, But other than say those two, again, it, there's nothing else. I don't want Humphreys. Uh, don't really give a shit about J.D. McKissick now. <laughs> Although, I don't know. Take a look at GPP. I might, I might be interested in him again. But... Uh, He's just really pissed. It really fucking rubbed me the wrong way that they were behind and didn't really get him that involved. I mean, four receptions on six targets for 34. You would have thought he would have had at least six to eight um, in that game script. But Aaron Rodgers on the other end, 27 to 35, 274, and three touchdowns, no interceptions. Not bad. Also had two rushes for 17 yards. Aaron Rodgers, really, really good. Aaron Jones, really, really bad. Uh, six carries for 19 yards, good for a 3.2 average. Uh, you would think maybe A.J. Dillon had better? No, three for six and a fumble. Terrible. Fucking terrible. But Devontae Adams, like I said, it was a stable option. It ended up being a stable option, nothing uh, that got really out there. Six receptions for 76 yards and a touchdown on seven targets. Uh, the return of Robert Tunyon in this one. Four receptions for 63 yards and a touchdown on five targets. Not bad. Alan Lazard, five for 60 and one on six targets. Um, and, of course, Mercedes Lewis with, I believe, a season-high three receptions for 31 yards. But uh, uh, it's neither here nor there. Now, uh, Alan Lazard and Robert Tunyon, we do know that Devontae Adams is in. COVID protocol right now for the Thursday night game. So as much as maybe I would say don't go after, don't worry about going after Alan Lazard or Robert Tunyon, uh, I think we kind of got to watch our asses here. 
and uh, take a look at Robert Tunyon and Alan Lazard. Because uh, that's going to mean that's going to mean more targets going around. Now, I also want to see if MVS is actually going to come back from the injured reserve list. He has been on there for four weeks. Uh, we should find that out before game time or before the game. I'm hoping later today um, as I'm going through the strength of schedule chart, updating that, getting that out early, and hopefully getting out uh, later today, getting out podcast another one of these and that one will also be brought to you by snickers we're going to go through the waiver we're going to go through the waiver wire we're going to go through uh strength of schedule specifically and see if there's areas that we need to take a look at um for not only week eight but for the rest of the season and of course strength schedule chart is brought to you by snickers snickers satisfies Grab yourself a Snickers, especially for this Halloween. Atlanta Falcons, 30-28 to 28 winners over the Miami Dolphins. Ooh, did you pick the Dolphins to win? You shouldn't have. Um, Atlanta, Matt Ryan, 25-40, 336, two touchdowns, one interception. Can you consider maybe getting Matt Ryan? <laughs> Check out later on the uh, Strength of Schedule podcast later today, brought to you by Snickers. Uh, Corderell Patterson, he's the real deal. Mike Davis, fuck it. Don't start him. Don't even fucking start him. It's, this is all Corderell Patterson here. 14 carries for 60 yards and a touchdown. Uh, also had two receptions, uh, only for one yard, but on five targets. Mike Davis didn't get any targets. In fact, Keith Smith got a target and a reception. But Mike da- Davis did not. Yikes. Kyle Pitts, seven receptions, 163 yards on eight targets. He is the real deal. If you listened to the Strength of Schedule um, podcasts in the preseason, team-by-team breakdowns, we talked about this. We talked about Kyle Pitts and how we didn't really know how to handle it at first, right? Rookie tight ends usually don't come along and and make a difference for our fantasy teams out of the gate. But Kyle Pitts had one of the best fucking schedules. In fact, I believe he had the best schedule preseason-wise of all the tight ends. So right now with Kyle Pitts, you're going to play him, right? But we need to take a look. We need to take a look at the schedule. <clears throat> we need to take a look at the strength of schedule specifically. And we need to see, is this going to continue? Has everything changed? We're going to be just about halfway through the season, right? Um, is he a tradable asset to trade away? Make your team better somewhere else. Because the schedule is going to get tougher. Or is he just so good at that position now compared to the upper echelon tight ends? Travis Kelsey, Mark Andrews, Darren Waller. That no matter what that schedule is going to be, 
is it worth keeping him because he holds a huge advantage right now at that position? Those are kind of the questions that you have to ask yourself, right? I know a lot of people like to do trades. That one's going to be a trade. This next episode is going to be the trading up. It's going to be the one that you're going to want to listen to for trades. But don't trade away your Snickers bars. Don't trade them away. Snickers, packed with peanuts, satisfies your hunger. Russell Gage came back in this game. Four receptions, 67 yards, and a touchdown. Is he worth a pickup? Mm, No. No, not unless you're desperate. Uh, Really deep leagues, yes. Uh, Calvin Ridley, four for 26 yards and a touchdown on 10 targets. He was the target leader. I don't know. There's something fucked up between him and Matt Ryan. I don't know what it is. It's just they're not clicking. They are not clicking. And I think that had more to do with his personal uh, leave of absence for the London game than anything. There's something There's something there. I don't think it has anything to do with family. I think it has everything to do with uh, what's going on with the team. There's something not right. Tua on the other side. 32 of 40, 291, four touchdowns, two interceptions. Great game for Tua. Great game for Tua. Um, I was not a big Tua supporter his rookie year. He's actually looking really good this year, despite uh, the team kind of sucking. Um, I don't mind taking a loss on a guy if he's willing to uh, really show up and, sh- and prove me wrong. I was wrong on Justin Herbert. I didn't know if he could play. Prove that one wrong. I'd love to have Tua. I don't want to shit on a guy. I don't want to shit on a guy who obviously looks like he's worked hard. I really don't. Now, he does have a really really shitty matchup against Buffalo this week, so uh, we will see what happens with one Tua Tagovailoa. Miles Gaskin, only in because Malcolm Brown got hurt. (laughs) 15 carries for 67 yards. Uh, He also had four receptions for 10 yards on four targets and a touchdown. Uh, Big winners here are in the receiving game, at least, is Mike Gazicki and Jalen Waddle. Gazicki, seven receptions on eight targets, 85 yards and a touchdown. Keep using Mike Gazicki. Jalen Waddle, seven receptions, 83 yards on eight targets. Now, I believe he sprained an ankle. I think they were calling it mild high ankle. I'll have to double check on that, but... um, it's only expected if if anything at all i think it's i believe it's only like one week he might be out so you can continue to hold on Jalen waddle uh outside of that no nobody on miami we are willing to use uh new england's with the thorough thumping of the new york jets 54 to 13 that thorough thumping was brought to you by snickers snickers satisfies your hunger even when you get a thorough thumping New York Jets, Zach Wilson uh, has a PCL injury. It's expected to keep him out two to four weeks. Um, so Mike White came in, was 20-32, 202 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions. Looked terrible. Looked terrible. So the New York Jets have traded for Joe Flacco. He is coming over from Philadelphia. Uh, so adjust accordingly. Joe Flacco, am I grabbing him? Oh, God. 
Oh, God, I knew you'd ask that. <laughs> In that shithole league that I that I have that point per ten, every 10 yards passing, yeah, I'm probably going after fucking Joe Flacco. Uh, but Joe Flacco and a regular two quarterback or super flex, uh, if you're set already, don't fucking do it. Just don't do it to yourself. Uh, New York uh, running backs. Michael Carter, 11 for 37. That's not all that great, right? 3.4. But he did have eight receptions for 67 yards on nine targets. Look good doing it. Michael Carter, kid from North Carolina. Told you he's good. Told you he's good. Ty Johnson, six receptions, 65 yards on seven targets. Uh, Corey Davis, four receptions, 47 yards, and a touchdown on six targets. My God, he came through. Jamison Crowder uh, only had four receptions for 34 yards on six targets, which is really disappointing. That may have more to do with uh, the fact that Mike White was in there. Um, probably trusted more than likely just trusted the running backs a lot more. Um, uh, speaking of more, uh, Elijah Moore, I actually had a 19 yard carry for a touchdown. So good to see him, uh, staying involved, uh, trying to utilize him, but in a game like this, fuck it, fuck it, man. Cause new England, man, Mac Jones, 24 to 36 for 307 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. Uh, it's not bad. I don't usually like to start <clears throat> quarterbacks versus the Jets. Um, wide receivers have been kind of depressed against this Jets secondary because you usually will keep everything in front of them. So, I mean, really, New England did the right thing, and they utilized their running backs in the passing game, real short, you know, passing game with the tight ends. Uh, I had some interest in Hunter Henry. Um, so... Mac Jones really going off for 307-2. and two. Um, It's kind of fluky in reality, but, you know, if you used him, you got away with it. Damian Harris uh, missed the final cut on the write-up. I was struggling with him, um, but it ended up being probably the best play that we could have had. And, again, last running back out. So uh 14 carries 106 yards two touchdowns not a bad day his backup jj taylor uh no Ramondre stevenson it was all jj taylor here uh nine carries 21 yards two touchdowns <laughs> so terrible it's so fucking terrible uh and then he had brandon bolden uh didn't really do much in rushing two carries zero yards but pass receiving and this is what really kind of bumped mac jones up was the uh, six six receptions, 79 yards, and a touchdown. Um, otherwise, pretty much, a, pretty, pretty much, uh, everything was pretty truncated here. Uh, Kendrick Bourne was only four for 68. I mean, really spread out. If you look at target sheet, you're going to be like, wow, what the fuck? Uh, John Smith, two for 52. Aguilar, two for 51. Got a touchdown. Not bad. Uh, Jacoby Myers, five for 44. Uh, Jacob Johnson, who's kind of a fullback slash tight end, uh, two for 32. Uh, even Nikhil Harry had a catch, one for 28. So that kind of tells you this day here. Uh, Hunter Henry, two for 23 and one touchdown. Uh, Gunnar Olszewski is back, uh, one for 22 uh, in this game. <coughs> 
pardon me. Any which way. So, we're moving on to goddamn Giants beating the shit out of the Carolina Panthers. 25-3. to Brought to you by Snickers. Snickers will even satisfy the hungriest of Carolina Panthers fans, especially when they lose to the goddamn bottom feeders of the goddamn NFC East. Mm-mm-mm. Boy, satisfying. Sam Darnold, 16-25 to for 111 yards and an interception. Um, man, they brought in P.J. Walker to finish this game up. He went 3 for 14, 33 yards. So, wow. Just wow. Just wow. I mean, Chuba Hubbard, 12 carries for 28 yards. Hey, Sam, there was just no fear of Sam Darnold. There's just no fear of it. So, God damn. And just... The thing that pisses me off the most is, you know, I wrote up DJ Moore. Uh, he caught six of his ten targets. Had 73 yards. 13.3 and a PPR. You know how much more he could have fucking did in this goddamn game? It's just fucking dreadful. I mean, yeah, Chuba Hubbard. Chuba Hubbard, at least it was catching balls this time. Uh, four for 28 on five targets. Not bad, but I mean... You had Keith Kirkwood fucking involved. I'm like, Jesus Christ, I haven't seen Keith Kirkwood play in an actual fucking game since he was in New Orleans uh, like three, four fucking years ago. Robbie Anderson, still doing his Robbie Anderson this year, uh, three receptions for 14 yards on nine targets. Nine targets. He caught 33% of his fucking targets. Holy shit. I mean, we're going. We're going there. Let's take a look. Let's take a look at... Robbie Anderson's season, okay? Week one, caught one of three targets for 57 yards and a touchdown. Great. That's fine. Week two, three of six targets for 38 yards. Week three, one of two targets for eight yards. Week four, five of 11 targets for 46 yards. Week five, two of seven targets for 30 yards. Ooh. Week six, three of 11 targets for 11 yards and a touchdown. Ooh. Week seven, three of nine targets for 14 yards. What has that turned into this year? 18 receptions on 49 targets for 204 yards and two touchdowns. Still getting a 19% target share in this season. 19%. Holy fuck. Fuck this guy. Just fuck it. Just fuck it right now. (laughs) If you can't find any other better options than putting it and leaving them on your bench, that's fine. Um, if you want to cut fucking Robbie Anderson, you can cut fucking Robbie Anderson, though, if there's a lot better targets out there. I'm just telling you that right now. I'm just telling you that right now. I am starting to want to really fucking run away from this Carolina offense. I said I do not want to start fucking Sam Darnold. I might have to in a league. I am not fucking happy about it. Not fucking happy about it. We go to the New York side, though. Daniel Jones, 23 to 33, 203 yards. And a touchdown. Not bad. Not bad. It's a pretty solid game. He also had eight carries for 28 yards. That's pretty good, too. Um, (laughs) 
There was a stat that actually uh, I completely forgot to put in the target spreadsheet. I just inserted it in there, too. So um, I'm going to talk about target spreadsheet after we get through all these. But uh, Daniel Jones also caught a pass for 16 yards. It was actually a pretty interesting play um, thrown by uh, uh, Dante Pettis. It was kind of funny. So, yeah, he's trying to do it all. Trying to do it all. Devontae Booker, though, had 14 carries for 51 yards. 3.6 average. Sucks, but did get a touchdown. Uh, Also had two receptions for 15 yards on three targets. Not bad. Darius Slayton was kind of one of the big winners here. 5 for 63 on nine targets. Evan Ingram, 6 for 44 on eight targets. Uh, Dante Pettis, five receptions, 39 yards, got the touchdown on five targets. It was his birthday this weekend, so there was a birthday narrative. Uh, thanks, one Mr. Sandro Anello for that one. Um, still didn't utilize him. Uh, so, yeah, <clears throat> New York Giants, if you are desperate, you can go look at the other pass receivers uh, in that offense and see if you need to use them. Um, for you know seasonal purposes and stuff. So, uh, don't hate it. Don't hate it at all. <clears throat> um. Oh, I should uh, mention too, though, that that Daniel Jones reception. <laughs> so satisfying that it was brought to you by Snickers. Snickers, satisfying all your Daniel Jones needs. Kansas City three to twenty seven. That's right. I wrote. I read it just like that because, I mean, really, Tennessee dominating twenty-seven to three doesn't really do it justice. This was a Kansas City fucking fail. This wasn't a Tennessee stomping the shit out of them. That this wasn't Tennessee's defense all of a sudden being terrific. This had more to do with Kansas City failures. If you actually watch the game, Kansas City looks like it has absolutely no fucking clue what it's doing. No fucking clue. I don't know who's responsible for that. Is it Andy Reid? I don't know. I don't know. I just don't know. But what I can tell you is that it was an absolute shit show. Uh, Patrick Mahomes got hurt. He got concussed. Look, look. I don't care if they say that he passed concussion protocol. He was fucking hurt. Um, and it's a travesty that they even let him, you know, as it, we're even thinking of entertaining the idea of putting him back out on the field. Uh, 20 of 35 for 206 in an interception. Also had a fumble uh, on his six carries for 35 yards. Chad Henney came in, mop-up duty, 11 of 16 for 82 yards. Uh, Darrell Williams, wolf, 5 for 20 on the ground. Um had three receptions for 30 yards on four targets. That it still wasn't all that great. Byron Pringle was actually the <laughs> leader in the clubhouse here. Uh, five receptions for 73 yards on six targets. That kind of tells you what kind of day it is. Byron Pringle's leading your receiving core. Look. Uh, Travis Kelsey, seven for 65 on 12 targets. Still solid. Um, would have wanted more, of course. Tyreek Hill, six for 49 on nine targets. It's just, ugh. I don't know if Tyreek Hill's whole quad injury thing is having an effect on this, uh, if the timing's off or what, but it's not good, man. It's not good. McCall Hardman, four for 28 on five targets. Oof, oof, oof. Jarek McKinnon even got two receptions for 17 yards. Woof. 
Woof, woof, woof. Ryan Tannehill, 21 of 27. An efficient 21 of 27. For 270 yards, one touchdown, and an interception. Derrick Henry also had a th- had a toss. Five-yard touchdown reception. Or uh, throw to tight end Nicole Pruitt. Derrick Henry on the ground, 29 for <laughs> 86. Uh, good for a 3.0 average. <clears throat> also caught two passes for 16 yards on two targets. So not going to hit value that way. Uh, but there was plenty of opportunities with him, with them down in the red zone, them just down by the goal line in general, that uh, that could have completely went the other way. Derrick Henry could have completely went off in this game. Uh, believe you me. A.J. Brown, nice to see him back. Eight receptions, 133 yards, and a touchdown on nine targets. Uh, Julio Jones, two for 38 on four targets. Nicole Pruitt, two for 27 and a touchdown on three targets. Yes, I did look at Anthony Ferkser, and it was funny because a lot of people were all about Anthony Ferkser, but Nicole Pruitt, Jeff Swain, they're in the way. Uh, that's why I'm not trusting uh, Ferkser at all um, in DFS. I'm just I'm not going to buy into it. Uh, I do like Anthony Ferkser. People who know me. I will use him in certain situations, but primarily only in, like, say, showdown slates, um, the playoffs, you know, should Tennessee make it, I'll probably utilize him. Uh, It all kind of depends, but, uh, yeah, it's just, it is what it is. It really is. Um, I don't know how much more you can really say about it. So... Yeah, well, let's just move on. Let's just move on. Let's get through here. There's nothing in Tennessee that I'm really looking at. Um, it was kind of funny that the... Oh, shit, what's his name? Uh, Nick uh, Nick Westbrook Akeen uh, was not involved at all. I have to take a look at that and see if he actually was running any routes. Um, but didn't secure any statistics, no targets or anything. And he was one of the guys that I know people were looking at for value uh, in case um, Julio Jones was out. So I'm really curious on what happened in there. Oh, now we're on to the afternoon game, the late afternoon games. L.A. Rams, 28 to 19 winners over Detroit Lions. Detroit gave them a Detroit gave them a run for a while. They gave them a fucking run for a while uh, up to about halftime, and then uh, L.A. just kind of went away, or took it away. Jared Goff, 22 of 36 for 268, one touchdown, two interceptions. Uh, Also had a carry for three yards. No fumbles, though. Um, I know there's a bunch of people that were looking at Jared Goff and GPP, and I was just like, no, no, we're not going to play the revenge narrative here for Jared Goff. Uh, Running backs, Jamal Williams, 12 for 57. On the ground, uh, had no pass targets whatsoever. DeAndre Swift, though, 13 carries, 48 yards. Also had eight receptions for 96 yards and a touchdown on 10 targets. Actually had 63 of them on basically the first first or second play of the game. Uh, took it to the house. Then they recovered the onside kick and uh, got the field goal. So they went up 10 nothing, and then... Uh, that's when L.A. started kind of coming back in that game. Uh, Khalif Raymond, 
I picked him up. I had to pick him up at the seasonal um, for a flex spot. Six receptions, 115 yards on eight targets. Not bad. Um, the number one wide receiver, for whatever reason, against L.A. actually does pretty decent. Um, so, like, a guy like Khalif Raymond wasn't going to cost you that much. Um, so, and I don't know why I didn't write him up. Probably because I had so many other guys. but And I didn't want to trust a lot of Detroit. Looked at Swift, though. Um, so a guy like Khalif Raymond, uh, if you look at the spreadsheet and you see the matchups, and it's a guy that's paid down, he's going to have opportunities and stuff, go ahead and use him. Go ahead and use him. You don't need me. You don't need me. You don't need me. You don't need anybody to tell you what the fuck to do. Um, you have you know, this information in front of you. You have... Uh, what they're being targeted, what kind of situations they're going to be in. You know? I mean, <clears throat> we look at... Let's look at Cleef Raymond. So, yeah, up through... It's not bad. Four, uh, here's, here's his weekly targets. So, 4, 2, 10, 6, 2, 7, 8. Now, the 7 and the 8 there at the end, that's come after Quintez Cephas has been put on IR, season-ending IR, for the most part. Um, so he's taking over that role that Quintez Cephas has, and he's going to continue to be cheap. We need to remember that. Um, definitely a guy that you'd use for value, help you build your lineup, and it's going to be a good play. So he might be popular this next week, though. We'll just have to check it all out. Um, once I get into that spreadsheet, but uh, f- kind of finishing this up for Detroit, TJ Hawkinson tight end, uh, six for forty-eight, nine targets. As long as his val- as long as his cost is as high as it is, um, I will not be using TJ Hawkinson unless I'm almost hundred percent certain that he's going to score a touchdown. We need that touchdown. That's what we're going to be hunting for. So, Rams side, Matthew Stafford, twenty-eight of forty-one. 334 and three touchdowns, no interceptions. Thank you, Matthew Stafford. Uh, Daryl Henderson, though, 15 for 45. It's a 3.0 average against the worst fucking rush defense in the NFL. Uh, three receptions, 19 yards on six targets. Uh, that sour taste in everybody's mouth might keep them away next week. Like I said, I'm, I'm not even looking at the matchups right now, <clears throat> but I will look at Daryl Henderson again. Uh, probably GPP, of course, but we can't just fucking dismiss players if they have a bad week because we need to think. We need to think like our opponents, okay? If we're pissed off at Daryl Henderson and he was a high, highly utilized player, what's going to happen? If we're pissed and we don't want to fucking play him, they're pissed, and they don't want to play them. Let's not have the same mindset. Let's say, okay, we're pissed about it. We don't want to play him, but we are definitely going to consider him next week because nobody else wants to play him. Okay. Everything is so bogged. I don't know if bogged down. <laughs> I was going to say bogged down, but 
lumped together, right? The group thought, no matter if you think nobody's on a fucking play, I hear this, still hear this a lot. I see this in the chat. Nobody's going to be fucking looking at them. No, I guarantee you a lot of fucking people are looking at them. You are not smarter than everybody else when looking at the same fucking data that everybody else has. Now, I give you a little bit more, okay, because people are just reading off a fucking list. They'll get the numbers, but they don't get to see that number with the color coding. They don't get to see a target chart like what I'm sending out. I know it's not out there because I'm sending it. I have been sending it out to people in the industry, and everybody's like, nobody's making this. Nobody's got this. We're never going to. <clears throat> When looking at plays, we're never going to outthink them, right? Because everybody could see it. Okay, we've all got, like I said, you got the same information. It's all about how you utilize it. We try to stay one step ahead of everybody. That's why you get on the spreadsheet, you get that bar underneath. That DVOA bar, that DVP bar, where you can see the trend. We have to use that bar. You have to see the trend. You see a trend or you see a dip. You start seeing the dip, you have to start thinking, okay, it looks like a good play. But it really is it. Okay, we had we just had a spike in data, in positive data. The team just went from 16th in the league to 25th in the league, let's just say in uh against the rush or points against running backs. Why is that? That's where you're going to beat your opponent. Because if you can decipher whether that's going to be a continued trend upward or downward, or if it's just an anomaly, and you successfully decipher it, that's what's going to put you ahead of your opponent. So you need to take the time to look at the shit. That's why it's there. You can't just look at a list of fucking players and go, this guy, this guy, not going to do that guy, this guy, and this guy, and go, I'm going to pick that guy too. Because everybody saw the number. Everybody else looked at it. Everybody's got an eye on a certain value guy. Okay. We need to be smarter than our opponents. Daryl Henderson, definitely. We will consider it until we say, you know what? It's a shit matchup. Let's not do it. <clears throat> 
LA receiving Cooper Cup. Just keeps doing it. 10 receptions on 13 targets for 156 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, let's see what his numbers are on the season. You want to? You want to? It's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. We're not even halfway through the season, so they're through seven games, correct? 81 targets, 56 receptions for 809 yards and nine touchdowns. He has a 33% target share. The next highest target share is Robert Woods. Is Robert Woods at 50. Jesus. Even Van Jefferson even Van Jefferson has 33 targets. Daryl Henderson, 22 targets. So he's got a 9% target share. You got to look at these things, man. You got to look at them. Tyler Higby is actually tied with Van Jefferson at 33 in the targets, too. High passing offense, man. It is a high volume passing offense. How many attempts does he have already? 241 attempts. Jesus Christ. But Robert Woods, 6 for 70. Would have got 13. A lot of people were on Tyler Higby. Don't know why. Five receptions for 46 yards. Um, if you were on Tyler Higby, then you really should have been on Cooper Cup. That was kind of my whole thing. Van Jefferson, 4 for 43. And a touchdown on seven targets. Deep leagues only. I would pick up Van Jefferson. Otherwise, uh, there's not really a... a rhyme or reason to pick him up uh you'll just lead yourself into failure so be careful with that uh not saying anything against van jefferson and uh the player it's just he's like third fourth on the pecking order so uh speaking of being third or fourth fourth on the pecking order Better make sure that Snickers is first on your packing order when choosing out the candy of your choice to satisfy your hunger. Packed with peanuts, Snickers really satisfies. Vegas Raiders, 33-22 to winners over the Philadelphia Eagles. I have no fucking clue why anybody thought that Philadelphia was going to win this game. No fucking clue. No fucking clue. I mean, there was a chance. There's a chance, but come on. Philadelphia can't get out of its own fucking way, and... Now you have in Vegas, you have stability at the head coaching position. You don't have the whole email scandal and all that shit, and you were expecting anything different? Come on, get the fuck out of here. Jalen Hurts, though, is still doing it for fantasy. 18 of 34 for 236 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. Also had 13 carries for 61 yards. Um, We had an injury to Miles Sanders. Uh, He was 6 for 30. Uh, also had one reception for minus three yards. I believe that's where he got hurt. Um, he's going to be out for a couple of weeks here. So Kenny Gainwell becomes very popular uh, on the waiver wires. Uh, five carries for 20 yards. Also had four receptions for 41 yards and a touchdown. That was early in the game. That was the first drive uh, on eight targets. So Kenneth Gainwell is the guy to get, but do understand that Boston Scott is there. Did have seven carries for 24 yards and a touchdown. Uh, And there is a possibility of another old friend in Jordan Howard being brought up from the practice squad. So will that affect Kenny Gainwell? I don't think it affects Kenny Gainwell's role. 
that's more going to take away from Boston Scott. It's going to probably be a goal line back, stuff like that, if they do end up bringing him up. Dallas Goddard, three receptions for 70 yards on five targets. Not bad, not bad at all. Devonta Smith, five receptions, 61 yards on nine targets. Quez Watkins, two for 37 on four, so he's just not getting it done. But Jalen Rager, of course, the week after I fucking drop him off my team because I'm just tired of him, scared both of his targets, 25 yards and a touchdown. Go fuck yourself, Jalen Rager. Go fuck yourself hard. Derek Carr on the other side, 31 of 34. 31 of 34. 31 of 34. He had three. Wow. Wow. He had three bad passes. 323 yards, two touchdowns, and an interception. (laughs) Didn't do anything on the ground, though. Uh, Josh Jacobs actually had started out good in this game. Six carries for 29 yards and a touchdown. Also had three receptions, three receptions on three targets for 39 yards. So when I said 100 yards earlier in the pod, I meant 100 total yards. Um, so when he with him out, Kenny Drake takes the lead role, 14 carries, 69 yards, good for a 4.9 average, not bad, got a touchdown. Um, no receptions? Oh, they had three receptions for 10 yards. Um, so running backs against Philadelphia, it's a thing. It's a real, real thing. Foster Moreau filling in for Darren Waller at tight end. Six receptions for 60 yards and a touchdown on six targets. No, you're not going to run out and go get fucking Foster Moreau. Let somebody else fuck around with that. Hunter Renfro, seven of uh, seven for 58 yards on eight targets. Uh, very stable floor guy there. Brian Edwards, three for 43 and a touchdown on four targets. You can pick him up in deeper leagues. Don't fully trust that. That'd be like picking up Zay Jones, who had a reception for uh, 43 yards. Just not worth it. Uh, Henry Ruggs, also still mediocre. Four for 24 on four targets. So uh, Here's another beatdown. Arizona Cardinals, 31-5. Winners over the Houston Texans. But I will get to give Houston props because they did secure a safety in the first quarter and they were leading this game two to nothing after the first quarter so here's to two old leads in football here's to snickers which fully satisfies your hunger davis mills 23 of 32 for 135 yards Zero touchdowns, zero interceptions. Didn't have a fumble, though. Dumb motherfucker. Long-necked bastard. Uh, The running backs, do we need to get into it? No. Let's just say as a total, 15 for 42. 2.8 average. That's fucking terrific. Uh, The funny part is, though, is that I did pick out Nico Collins as a value guy. He did actually technically lead the receiving core, at least in yards. Uh, two receptions for 28 yards. Brandon Cooks was 5 for 21 on seven targets. So, yeah, that is Houston. That is Houston. I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm off Brandon Cooks again. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> oh, Brandon Cooks, go over there. Go grab yourself a Snickers, you son of a bitch. Uh, Kyler Murray on the other side, 20 of 28 for 261 yards and three touchdowns, but did have an interception. So shame on you, Kyler. Shame on you. Did you get any rushing? Eh, six carries for 10 yards. Nothing big. Chase Edmonds, though, 
I look good even with the bad shoulder. 15 carries for 81 yards. That's a 5.4 average. Not bad. Uh, but did only have one reception on three targets for nine yards. Uh, where's my guy? James Conner. 10 carries, 64 yards, and a touchdown. That's 12 points right there, baby. 12.4 points. Loved it. Loved it as a value play. Uh, wanted more, though. But I'm a greedy son of a bitch. Arizona receiving Zach Ertz his first game with the Arizona Cardinals. Three receptions for 66 yards and a touchdown. Long touchdown of 47 yards, by the way, on five targets. A.J. Green, three receptions, 66 yards on three targets. DeAndre Hopkins, seven for 53 and a touchdown on nine targets. So he is still the alpha male there. Christian Kirk, four receptions for 50 yards and a touchdown on five targets. Rondell Moore, you might want to know about. Two receptions for 17 yards on three targets. So here's some here's something fun that we can do while I have the target sheet up is we can actually go ahead and look at the seasonal totals for the wide receivers. For the wide receivers. Only four there. Uh, let's look at the targeted percentage here. DeAndre Hopkins, 21%. A.J. Green, 16%. Christian Kirk, 16%. Rondell Moore, 14%. What does that look like? Well, looks like for Hopkins, currently this season, 47 targets, 33 receptions, 420 yards, and seven touchdowns. Seven fucking touchdowns. He's got seven touchdowns quietly. He has seven touchdowns. A.J. Green, 35 targets, 24 receptions for 406 yards. He's only 14 yards below. Three touchdowns. Christian Kirk, 36 targets, 30 receptions. Not bad. 408 yards receiving and four touchdowns. Oh, my God. Rondell Moore, though, 31 targets, 26 receptions for 303 yards and a touchdown. That's the guy that you really just can't trust. But he does have nine rushing attempts for 60 yards, so he's got that going for him, which is nice. Uh, so, yeah, you can hold on to Rondale Moore. I just probably wouldn't utilize him. Christian Kirk and A.J. Green, it's all about when you can use them as well. So, Tampa Bay stopped the big fucking mud hole in the Chicago Bears, 38-3. to I see you, baby. Stop. I'm recording. Holy shit, cat. 38 to 3. My baby girl interrupting my podcast. It's brought to you by Snickers, by the way. Um, Where was I? Oh, yeah. Do we want to go through Chicago? I mean, we can. We can laugh at it. Um, But surely, if you're a Chicago Bears fan, hey, why don't you run to the supermarket? Go get yourself a Snickers because you are not going to be satisfied with any of these stats. Justin Fields, 22 of 32 for 184 yards and three touchdowns. Also had eight carries for 38 yards and two fumbles. He accounted for five turnovers. Five turnovers. That is very difficult to do. Um... As a Packer fan, I really want Matt Nagy to stay in Chicago, but in reality, they need to get rid of 
Matt Nagy because they don't know what the fuck they're doing in Chicago. Khalil Herbert, though, um, 18 carries for 100 yards, good for 5.6 average. That's very, very good against Tampa. Also had five receptions on five targets for 33 yards. So Khalil Herbert is really good. We talked about it. Love the kid. Um, But did have Damian Williams back this week. It remains to be seen what they continue to do. Um, But the way that the rookie is really kind of handling the ball right now, I would probably say just go ahead and give it to the hot hand. Uh, Maybe bring in Damian Williams a little bit more on pass coverage just as a pass blocker. Or for his pass blocking ability, I should say. So uh, Cole Komet, though, was the big winner here. Five receptions for 43 yards on six targets. Uh, not exactly running out to pick up anybody in here. In case you're wondering, Darnell Mooney, two for 39 on five targets. Allen Robinson, two for 16 on four targets. Is Allen Robinson droppable? <sighs> All depends who you're going to pick up. It's all dependent on who you're going to pick up. I will tell you yes, but it all depends on who you pick up. If anything, I'm just stashing on the bench if I can. Tom Brady on the other side, 20 of 36 for 211 yards, four touchdowns, no interceptions, also through his 600th touchdown pass, which, you know, Mike Evans just (laughs) egregiously gave to a fan. That was great. Um, Good for you, Mike Evans. Good for you. (laughs) Hey, Mike. Mike, you hungry? Yeah. Well, here, have a Snickers. Why? (sighs) Because you're a little fucking generous uh, when you're hungry. Son of a bitch. Uh, Leonard Fournette on the ground, 15 for 81 and a touchdown. Uh, Also had two receptions for nine yards on four targets. Not a bad day there. Uh, Ronald Jones came in, you know, spelling him. 10 carries for 63 yards. That's great. And a number, another fucking fumble lost. Uh, something curious, though, here. Uh, even though uh, Gio Bernard is actually, you know, still on the team, still being utilized, uh, he had two receptions for five yards. Uh, if you look at the Tampa stats, Keyshawn Vaughn was in there, and I didn't even realize it. You have five carries for 27 yards. That is curious to me. Um, really, really deep leagues. That's where I think you could take a shot on maybe just grabbing Keyshawn Vaughn if you have a guy that's injured. Uh, maybe hold him. Take him and hold him. See what happens there. Because um, that one's really curious to me. But th- like I said, deeper league, deeper league. Chris Godwin, eight receptions for 111 yards and a touchdown on 11 targets. Mike Evans, though, six receptions, 76 yards, and three touchdowns. Uh, Tyler Johnson was a big value guy. I skipped on, I passed on it, uh, had two receptions for 16 yards on two targets. So, uh, that was actually one of the fades that actually kind of worked out for me. Um, let's go to this Tampa offense here. Let's take a look at these wide receivers. Um, just out of curiosity, let's see how they're doing on the season. So Mike Evans, 59 targets, 37 receptions, 496 yards and seven touchdowns, 19% target share. Chris Godwin, 58 targets, 42 receptions, 520 yards and three touchdowns. Good for a 19% target share. Antonio Brown, 42 targets, 29 receptions, 418 yards, four touchdowns, has a 14% target share. Now, 
remember that that number is taken off of the total for the whole year. So Antonio Brown actually was a bit higher before this game. Um, so it's they're actually pretty neck and neck. It all comes down to really the matchup that is presented. So um, just kind of keep that as a reminder that just because Antonio Brown's at 14%, Godwin and Evans are at 19 doesn't necessarily mean that Antonio Brown is a bad or is third in the pecking order because we have seen that Tom Brady really, really enjoys uh, throwing to Antonio Brown. Uh, let's see here. Oh, the Sunday night game. Indianapolis Colts beat the San Francisco 49ers uh, in a bomb cyclone, 30-18. to 18. Carson Wentz, 17-26, 150 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, did have a fumble, though. Uh, Carson Wentz also had four carries for 23 yards and a touchdown. Uh, very, actually, quality game for him there. Jonathan Taylor at running back, 18 for 107, and a touchdown did have a fumble, though. Um, was a little bit involved in the passing game, but only had three receptions for three yards. Uh, the big winner here, as far as receiving, was Michael Pittman. Uh, four receptions for 105 yards, which is great, considering the conditions. 26.3 average. Awesome. Uh, had a touchdown. Mo Alley Cox, this is the tight end to have for Indianapolis. Okay, Mo Alley Cox. You need a tight end? Go grab Mo Alley Cox. Go get yourself some Mo Cox, okay? Mo Cox. Three receptions, 25 yards, and a touchdown on three targets. Not bad. Zach Pascal is the only other one of any significance. Three for 14 on six targets. San Francisco side, Jimmy Garoppolo. Wolf. 18, uh, 16 of 27 for 181 yards, a touchdown and two interceptions. I believe he also had a fumble. Yes, he did. He did. He did. So did Debo, though, too. So, uh, But Elijah Mitchell is the lead back here. There was no Trey Sermon. Okay. Trey Sermon at this point, <clears throat> thinking about dropping him. Thinking about dropping him. I think we just got to give up on it and just say, hey, they like Elijah Mitchell. 18 carries, 170 yards, 5.9 average, and a touchdown. I'm not going to say that I'm not. I'm not going to say that I'm wrong about Elijah Mitchell um, as far as the talent evaluation on him. I'm just saying he's probably ended up in the best system, and that's probably what I should have looked at too. But didn't get any pass targets, so you know what? Fuck you, Elijah Mitchell. Devo Samuel, seven receptions for 100 yards and a touchdown on 11 targets. Like I said, he did have a fumble, which sucks. Uh, there is nobody else here. Nobody else here. It is Debo or bust. And always remember, Debo or bust is brought to you by Snickers. Snickers satisfies your hunger, especially if you have Brandon Ayuk on your team. Monday night game, this was a thriller. New Orleans Saints 13-10 winners over the Seattle Seahawks. Jameis Winston, 19-35 for 222 yards and a touchdown. No interceptions there. No interceptions there. Uh, Alvin Kamara, the big deal in this game, okay? Alvin Kamara, 20 carries, 51 yards. Not great at all. Not great at all, Alvin Kamara. I mean... Jameis Winston had eight carries for 40 yards. He almost beat you. But 
Alvin Kamara in the passing game. 10 receptions, 128 yards, and a touchdown on 11 targets. That outpaced everything. <laughs> everything and everyone, okay? Uh, by far and away. Adam Troutman is starting to actually look like the tight end to have in New Orleans, not Jawan Johnson. Um, maybe. Uh, if you want to take a shot on him, okay. Three for 36. Three targets, but he did have a fumble. Uh, Marquez Calloway, uh, three for 32 on seven targets. He's still the main guy. Traquan Smith came back off IR. One reception for 11 yards on three targets and not... Not a huge fan of uh, Jameis Winston and uh, vice versa. Jameis Winston is not a huge Traquan Smith fan. Um, but, yeah, so it's really weird. I mean, they're just not utilizing their tight ends at all. Um, I may have to take a look at Adam Troutman again and Scott Fishbowl just because. Um but you know what? Actually, don't don't look at Adam Troutman. Don't look at Adam Troutman. Uh, Geno Smith, the best quarterback on your waiver wires, according to one David Thompson. Uh, 12 for 22, 167 yards, and a touchdown with zero interceptions. Also had three carries for 12 yards. Um, yeah, so Dave Thompson's assessment of Geno Smith is brought to you by Snickers, as always. Uh, Snickers really satisfies your hunger in case you are not satisfied with picking up Geno Smith. Alex Collins on the ground, 16 carries for 35 yards. He was top dog. Uh, we're not going to get into that one. The only thing of note, uh, DK Metcalf, two receptions for 96 yards and a touchdown on five targets. That first target was the 84-yard TD reception, in which case DK pushed off on Marshawn Lattimore and sent Lattimore into an absolute um, <laughs> tirade. I was actually laughing about it. Uh, not a lot of people were. Uh, second on the list here is Freddie Swain, four receptions for 39 yards and six targets. Tyler Lockett, two for 12 on three targets. So what can we make of Geno Smith being there? Um, DK Metcalf is absolutely perfectly fine. Um, but as far as any other wide receivers, especially Tyler Lockett, it is killing them. So hopefully, 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 hopefully we only have one last week of Geno Smith and we can get Russell Wilson back. Otherwise, your Tyler Lockett shares are fucked. But like I said, I am going to fully go ahead and start working on the strength of schedule chart. Uh, and have that out in a few hours. And uh, watch out tonight. Watch out tonight because I'm going to have that podcast for, out for uh, that strength of schedule chart. And we're going to look at the waiver wire. And we're going to get ahead of the schedule, okay? We're going to get ahead. We're going to win. Most of all, we're going to enjoy Snickers. Mm-mm-mm. Packed with peanuts. Snickers really satisfies. I'm out.
Thank you for enjoying this episode of Project Mayhem. Project at Mayhem, where we tell Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio to quit playing that fucking Snickers song. Oh, did I say song? Look at it, it's driving me off the fucking wall. I can't stand the fucking Snickers commercials. Snickers, Snickers, Snickers. This episode is brought to you by Snickers. Snickers. Grab yourself a Snickers this Halloween. Fucking Snickers, 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 Snickers. Fuck you, Snickers. I'm a fucking Milky Way guy.